going on high heat faithful it's your boy maddie keywoman welcome to episode 24 of high heat fantasy baseball couch guys sports number one new fantasy baseball podcast first order of business please allow me to introduce the co-host of this very podcast mr kevin perdios what is up my brother what's going on how we doing tonight boys Doing pretty damn good, and I'm pretty excited about tonight's guest, but we'll get to that in one second. And as always, High Heat is brought to you by Couch Guy Sports. Check out all of our written content on CouchGuySports.com. Articles are dropping every day that it ends in Y. If you're new to the show, make sure you kill that subscribe button wherever you're getting this podcast. And if you have a minute and the app or website allows you to rate and review, please help your boys out and do so. And do not forget to share High Heat Fantasy Baseball with literally everyone you know. Check out the High Heat Fantasy Baseball Market Watch every single morning when the market opens. Just search hashtag FBB Market Watch on Twitter and you can follow whose values up, whose values down, and a little advice on how you can handle those players. Lastly, I suggest you check out some of the other fantastic podcasts on the Couch Guys Sports Network, shows like the Chasers Podcast, suplex biddies and the yellow card podcast ladies and gentlemen in sports the number 24 has been made iconic because some of the best ball players of all time have rocked that 24 on their back so you know the high heat boys were going to bring in a spectacular guest for episode two four this man is a member of the couch guy sports mafia and the Couch Guy Chug Squad. He is a co-host of the best wrestling podcast on the market, Suplex Biddies. He is also a member of the Yellow Card Pod, a must-listen if you are a soccer fan, and the host of the Chasers Podcast. That is CGS's Elite Sports Betting Advice Show. He is also leading the charge for the fan fantastic fantasy football content coming your way from couch guy sports this upcoming season i'm talking about the don himself mr chris jones what is up chris what's going on boys you know the intro getting me a little hyped up making me feel like i'm i'm big time you are big time baby <laughs> makes this, me feel like i'm this, big time are we on a, a repeat i feel like every single episode we get the same feedback Matt Keelum like just hyping people up. Hyping people up. Matty Keelum on the intro might be top three in the game. It might go the buffers and then Matty Keelum right there, man. Dude, they, <laughs> might, they might have the, – he might have the buffers beat up. All right, like he's definitely – Potentially, man. He's <laughs> definitely the top hype guy on Couch Guy. No questions Oh, easily, 100%. Oh, for sure. No questions hey, hey, listen. When you have guests like we have, you gotta hype them up. These guys are out there doing the damn thing, and the people need to know about those I'm things. Little, thinking, looking back, wait a minute, I'm a little offended that I don't get a better hype. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be no, a guest. And yeah, we got this. we got this slow chair. You just keep showing up every week. You I don't just, know what the hell we're gonna no, do. Kevin, don't you, say that. You just sit there and be like, "With my guy, Kevin." 
Kevin, he's what's my up, A1, my brother? You know what I mean? He gets the and then all of a sudden, all of a sudden, Matt Keown reads his notes. He goes, "Oh, this guy's on this and this and this and this." Jeez, I gotta Shop keep going. Over over here, man. Oh, jeez. Uh, you know, maybe one time what we'll do is we'll do like a, some reverse role, like a special episode where I have a guest as a co-host, and you can be the guest, and I'll give you the full-fledged intro, wine <laughs> and dine you. You know, I'll give you the whole guest experience. That's it. Like, like that you can, that can be the next time I'm on. Next time I'm on. Okay, yeah, Kevin, the deal. You and I will we'll, switch. We'll, we'll you and I will switch, Kevin. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you and I will switch. You and I will switch. Bizarro episode where Chris and I are hosting, and Kevin's the guest, and you will get the red carpet, uh, carpet treatment because that's what we the do red, here. The red arrow carpet treatment. That's all we want. <laughs> all we want. Yeah. And you respect my daughter. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you everyone listen. Obviously, this is going to be a banger of an episode. Oh. We got our takes from last week. We got some news and notes. Of course, we got the FBB Market Watch section. And we also got a little bit of cross promo, a new section that we'll unveil tonight. Very special to our guest. And the reason why we have Chris on, obviously, he is a big baseball, uh, fantasy baseball guy. I mean, he's still in first place in the Couch Guy League. He outdueled me in our very, very close matchup a few weeks ago. So he is very much up to date with the fantasy, balls, ha- fantasy baseball happenings. But he's also versed in the world of fantasy football and couch guys about to unveil a lot well not about to they already we already have been but we will also continue to unveil some pretty cool content in the fantasy football world that's why we want chris on tonight to talk about it so why don't you go ahead take the floor and tell the people all about what couch guys is looking to do this season and what they can expect if they're fantasy football players along with the fantasy baseball players yeah no i mean so you know, we get a group of people, you know, big shout out to them. Um, they know who they are. Big, big time. Thanks to them. Without them, nothing, none of this would really be possible. Um, but so basically what we do is uh, lately I've just been doing, I had everybody send me their rankings, put them together, uh, do a little couch guy article, throw it in. And every Wednesday night we've been doing a stream the last couple of weeks, uh, starting to pick up some, some viewership, starting to pick up some listen trying to get a bigger following on Twitch. And I think this is part of the way to do it nowadays. I feel like having a podcast on Twitch can get you more follows and more listens. And it's what we've been doing. And we, we've had some, some good debates. Like tonight we had a big debate about why Josh Jacobs was even close to a top 20 fantasy running back by one of my, mm-hmm. one of my guys. So listen, we, you need anything fantasy football related. We're there and we are going to be there every Wednesday during the season to give you do's and don'ts, starts and sits, rankings for the week. Trust me, we, we have we have a plethora of content that we're, that we're dropping on the Couch Guy Twitch for fantasy football. Absolutely. So make sure you tune in to the Couch Guy Sports Twitch channel for that every Wednesday night. Uh, you know, we got a lot coming from you. I mean, from Couch Guy Sports. We got some streaming for video games. We got a bunch of different shows and, of course, fantasy football stuff on that Twitch stream. And then, of course, we'll have articles dropping. Like, Chris, you mentioned our rankings are in uh, already uh, for the, you know, the early part of the, the preseason. So we'll continue to roll that out. And, you know, I can't wait to dive more into fantasy football, you know, in the coming weeks. Obviously, like, I'm still very focused on fantasy baseball and high heat and the stuff that you we bring to every you Wednesday. Still got night, like, so. You got, like, three weeks until until fantasy baseball playoffs start. No, we're we gonna, can, yeah, I'm going to do a little can, bit of intertwining for sure. There's we can, no we, doubt. We can, work, we can work our way into fantasy football during fantasy baseball playoffs. Absolutely. And we're going to do a little bit of that, actually, on this very show. So, gentlemen. Why don't we uh, 
go ahead and dive into the news and notes and get that stuff out of the way. And then we'll continue this epic 24th episode of High Heat Fantasy Baseball. So I'm going to start at the top of this with a slew of Red Sox news. Chris Sale is starting on Saturday. So if you stashed him, congrats. You will finally get some dividends on that investment this coming Saturday. And it looks pretty dang good. He's been good in his rehab starts and his pitch count has gotten as high as I think 86 pitches. So you could get a legit outing from Chris Sale on Saturday against the Baltimore Orioles. Kyle Schwarber begins his rehab uh, assignment tomorrow, Thursday. Uh, which is great. He should be back uh, in the bigs relatively soon. Um, They said his workouts over the early part of this week were fantastic and he's ready to go. And I think that'll be a tremendous boost for the Sox and for your fantasy squads. Uh, Over here at High Heat Fantasy Baseball, we want to give a big congrats to Alex Verdugo on the birth of his child. Uh, He's been on paternity leave for a few days. He should return this Thursday. So by the time you're hearing this, he may already be back uh, as a new papa myself. Uh, I am very uh, happy for the Verdugos and all that. So congrats to you, Mr. Alex Verdugo. Yuli Gurriel should return from his neck ailment this weekend. Tony Disco should return to action Friday against the Rock, uh, the Rockies. So you want to get him in for that. Rockies on the road can be a very juicy matchup in fantasy. Jumping Jack Flaherty returns Friday as well against Kansas City Royals. That could be a good matchup. Travis Diarnaw, catcher from the Atlanta Braves, came back tonight, actually Wednesday. Could be worth checking out in your waiver wire. About 40% rostered across platforms. Uh, has some pop, and then that lineup could be very dangerous. No other catcher really emerged in his absence, so he should get everyday playing time as soon as he's ready to take it on. Uh, Cleveland called up veteran catcher Wilson Ramos and has a couple of home runs already. So again, if you need catching help, check your waiver wire, man, we are still talking about catchers here. Yasmani Grandal is starting his rehab assignment real soon. So he should be back in the big league club before we know it. Rymel Tapia hit the 10 day IL with the right big toe sprain sucks. He's having a very good year. We've talked about him on a previous episode. He's having a good year for the Rockies. Carlos Rodon, sorry, Kevin, hits the IL with shoulder fatigue. Man, I guess you can't throw 100 all season long without getting a little shoulder fatigue. I also think this is a little bit of playoff, uh, what do you call it, staturing for the White Sox. They're keeping him healthy, keeping him ready. They have a huge lead in in the central, and they're not giving that up. So they're going to go ahead and give him some rest. The Yankees, whoo. Glaber Torres and Aroldis Chapman are on the IL. And other than those two, the rest of the entire roster is basically on the COVID list. So if you have a Yankee, he probably has a little O next to his name in ESPN format. I just wanna I just wanna jump in, interrupt you real quick. Of course. In a matter of about four days. Uh, a little longer. All right, in a matter of about a week, my fantasy rotation lost both Rendon and Garakol in the midst of me making a Massive comeback. You are making a comeback. In I'm making a, yes, like, are. I'm on a five-game win streak I right sent now. you a trade offer, too. So uh, I know. maybe you should look Dude, at it. No, I think it went away. Well, I can resend it, but we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. We'll talk about it later. But talk about a kick square in the nuts. Square. <laughs> like, steel, steel <laughs> boots. Like, oh, man. I was like, you got to be. That's a quick kick in the gonads. That stinks, no doubt about it. Speaking of uh, something that stinks, Mookie Betts is back on the IL with with a hip injury. uh, It's retroactive to, I think it's the sixth. So he's been out uh, with a little bit of time, so he should 
be back relatively soon. I don't know. Dave Roberts is obviously going to be tremendously cautious when it comes to Mookie Betts and his hip. Reese Hoskins is out with a left groin strain. And last but not least, Ramon Laureano suspended for the rest of the season. Did a little bit of that uh, PEDs that they talk about on the streets. So we will not be using him in fantasy for the rest of the season. Uh, do you think while he's out, he'll get a massage? I would hope uh, so. I would, I would, would hope so. You're going to get the, the performance of Hanson out. You, you, right. you got to get a massage. And maybe because he's... real quick, you know? <laughs> uh, but anyway, you know, maybe he doesn't have to even go anywhere for this massage. Maybe he can do it in the confines of his very own home. Speaking of which, High Heat Fantasy Baseball is brought to you by Exogun. Ever do a workout and feel like you need a massage right after? Well, get your massage without even ever leaving your house. And don't let pain and soreness slow you down. Exogun revives muscle, boosts circulation, and releases energy so you can recover faster and honestly live a little better. Take it wherever you need it. Work, the gym, the trail, the ballpark, your friend's house. It doesn't matter. You can bring it with you and put the power of percussion massage treatment in your hands. It's portable, adjustable, and powerful. Exogun is trusted by the pros to deliver the ultimate in recovery. You might be asking yourself, hey, Matt Kibo, what is percussion therapy? Well, it has nothing to do with drums, which is exactly what I thought. But percussion therapy boosts muscle function and recovery by penetrating deep into the muscle tissue with a series of rapid and concentrated pulsating strokes. You can gain back control of your body and achieve long-term pain relief with Exogun. And at checkout, you can get 10% off your purchase if you use the promo code CGS10. That's right, 10% off your purchase at checkout using the promo code CGS10. It comes with a charger, a carrying case as well. So go get your Exogun today and treat yourself to a massage at a moment's notice. Boys. Why don't we jump into our biggest takeaways from the past week? Chris, you're our guest. We love you. We're happy to have you on for your second time. So why don't you go ahead and give us your biggest takeaway from the past week? That's a, this is a good one. Um, my biggest takeaway from the past week is that we need to – I said this last time I was here, and I still I still don't see it from people. We need to put more respect on Brian Reynolds' name. Brian Reynolds needs to be talked about more in fantasy baseball aspects. Yep. Well, I mean, that is actually back-to-back weeks that Brian Reynolds was made the forefront of conversation. Last week we had Jamie Gatlin on of Couch Guys Sports fame, and he said he thinks that Reynolds could be an MVP candidate in the second there, half. There's a dark horse chance that he can. Obviously, you know, their names are like, uh, like Bryce Harper and stuff like that that have popped up as of recently, but – Man, Brian Reynolds to me, all year straight consistency, three hundred. He's hitting three hundred all year. He, I think he's like top five in the National League in hits right now in one hundred and twenty three. I'm pretty sure he's up there, lead, leading the the NL in doubles as well. Nineteen homers, sixty five RBIs. Love to um, see it. Slugging at five twenty six on base percentage at uh, about three eight eight, which is pretty good. That's really um, good. Yeah. To me, just I, he's had a couple. 
he's had a rough start to the series with against St. Louis. I think he's all for seven now, mm-hmm. but he, you have to be playing him. Yeah, switch hitter. He can come at it from both sides of the plate, and you know, even with that crappy Pittsburgh lineup, he's been holding it down all year long. And he's he's probably their most consistent hitter since they traded Adam Frazier as well. Oh, he he was probably yeah. the more consistent hitter even with Adam Frazier, in my opinion. But I think at least you you know if one of them was having a bad night, the other one would pick him up. Now sure. it just seems like it's it's just him. And like, don't get me wrong, I was a big Brian Hayes guy coming into the season, but he has fallen off a little bit. Yeah, young guys haven't had the impact that uh, we kind of hoped here in the fantasy community. We've talked about on the show, you know, in past episodes and. And a lot of it has to do with the lack of development last year, considering there was no minor league seasons. But yeah, Brian Reynolds, a stud. I have him in a fantasy league. You roster him in the CGS league. Absolute beast, and he should continue performing. His underlying metrics suggest the very same, you know, as his as his surface stats. There's really no negative regression coming. I think what you see is what you get. Yeah, he might be in a little bit of a cold streak. Like you said, he's over his last six or seven. Whatever. He might be three for four tomorrow with a home run and right back on the horse. Kevin, give the people your biggest takeaway from last week. This is the last week is tough, right? But my biggest takeaway from last week, really the last couple weeks, Joey Votto is like back to the Joey Votto of old. And the fact that he's still on ESPN is still only 92% rostered. It's like, what are we doing guys? They, I, I don't think he's getting the love he deserves. He just had another two home run game today. Um, you know, obviously we've known him to be a stud from years past, but yeah, past MVP. very, very, very slow start this year. And it's really just, you know, I said kind of hit it, the hit the fuck it button. And he's like, yeah, I'm yeah, trying to hit home rounds. Yep. And and he's doing it at a rapid pace. <laughs> so um must be nice to be that good at baseball. You can just yeah. I'm just gonna <laughs> hit home runs right now. He's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm I we stink. We need to get it, we need to catch on fire here. I'm going yard. And he's doing it. They should I, I feel like they should be so much better. You know, Jonathan India is probably the National League rookie of the year. Yeah. Castellanos is a stud. Winker is having an absolute monster season. Votto is coming back with such a certain Tyler Stevenson's one of the better young catchers in the game. And they have a decent pitching staff. I, I don't know why they're not wonder, better. But I guess they're still kind of hovering on yeah, the periphery. They're struggling with Amir Garrett. Amir Garrett, they were yeah, really I hoping know. I thought, kind of he was my sleeper on the on, on yeah. the whole year. He was my number one and, sleeper, but he didn't dude, come Matt, I was right there with you, dude. Yeah. I, I love this guy. The tenacity he brings onto the mound. I, I didn't expect this at all. I thought he was going to be a much better closer, reliever, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I I had a conversation with um one of my buddies that has Trevor Bauer. And he was kind of like, I was like, obviously, you know, he was like, I, I had to get rid of him. But yeah. um, it got on the conversation. It was like, the Reds could really use a starter. Why didn't they push for Bauer more? And I wonder if they caught wind, you know. Before, oh, yeah, but, man, potentially, you yeah. Know I mean, it's like no, he was there do... on their team last year, so maybe they heard rumbling. And they helped. And they thought, he you know, helped. this guy shouldn't be here. Yeah, he had, had a big role in getting them to the playoffs. Right? Yeah. You know, um, 
I don't know what they lost in the wild card game or whatever it was. They, yeah. They're on lost the brink the of Braves, making, I think. Yeah. 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 Something like that. No, but I know um, it's definitely a good point. Yeah. They so could have used him for sure. They need another star. But, yeah. My long winded answer is they, they need that number one guy. Sonny Gray is, is doing what he can do. He's having an okay he's season. Just, yeah. yeah he's right. just he's okay. okay season. Also, um, I think, I think you're having a, a bad season overall from Luis Castillo as well, who I believe is much better than what he's shown so yeah. far. The, he's had a know, great stretch. So he had a bad start his last outing. Yeah. He got rocked they, in his last outing, but he's been pretty sharp before that. They yeah, took but the you know, you don't want approach. you don't want to. He was a he was a contender for Cy Young going into the year. You don't want that guy yeah. being a roller coaster ride. You want that guy being a stud. So exactly. yeah, you're right. And also but, to go back on your take on John Jonathan India probably winning NL Rookie of the Year. Uh, you must not be watching the tape on Trevor Rogers for the Marlins then. Oh no, Trevor Rogers, yeah, but he's going down. He's going downhill. They're not even letting him go five innings anymore. He's missed two starts because of uh, you know, whatever. I don't even know the background. Turn to leave and stuff like that. I yeah, think. but I think he but they're already talking well, about throttling think... his innings. There's no way he wins oh, over on wow. India. India's going up, he's going down. But he had a fantastic season, no doubt. Dude, he he's got better stuff than Max Scherzer. Numbers Let me ask this question real quick because another conversation we've had. Can a pitcher, do you think a pitcher win, could win or should win an AONL rookie of the year? For sure. I don't okay. think it holds as much impact as an MVP. So yeah, I know that, but I think at, they can definitely win as equal as anything. I think they're at that disadvantage. Like a John, they're definitely at a disadvantage. He's playing yeah. every day. So he's doing this consistently yeah. every day, whereas Rodgers is getting the ball every fifth day, sixth day, whatever it is. But I think I, I agree with the tape, don't get me wrong, but I think Rodgers' numbers are at the level of, you know, at the beginning of the year, people are like, I don't know what they're expecting this guy. So no, he's like a really him, good lefty. Yeah. him to do what he's doing for that team, and even though that team stinks, I think. I think well, did anyone, did anyone expect anything from Jonathan India? Well, he's, a, he's a high-end draft pick, high-end prospect. Made it to the big leagues faster, I think, than people had initiated. Uh, initially well, that's why. That's but why. I'm still, like, he's, uh, I mean, he's a high-end prospect in Florida. Like he's he's no joke. I'm very nervous on prospects coming up that fast. Great hair, yeah, I guess. Great I'm, hair. I was expecting Dylan Carlson to be a much, you know, much better spot. He's getting hotter later, but you're right. Well, yeah, also, for sure. I figured the Cardinals would be much better than they are right now. As well. Good yeah. point. Great uh, point. Uh, also, Loki. Uh, Big take next year, the Miami Marlins might have the best starting rotation in baseball. Oh, yeah, get might, Luzardo now. That's ridiculous. They no, they will. They Lizard, will. Right, we're not going to get into 2022 no, starting rotations Rogers, here tonight. LP, we're not going to do Sanchez. That. Come on, Edwin, Edwin Cabrera. You know, they Sixto, got some six of Sandy Alcantara. The fact that I could going to trade him because that's what those franchises do. Again, we're not talking about 2022. Hold on, hold on, Kevin. You couldn't have six though because I drafted him and I had it for months. You did hold him for well, months and then drop. I'm not, again, you people think I'm only in Couch Guy leagues. Like, no, <laughs> he's he is diverse. His portfolio is diverse. I know, but I'm just I was just talking about just assuming because that's the one league, the one league that we do together. So I'm just a, yeah. <laughs> put, put it together. That's how our universe revolves for sure when it comes to this the podcast. fact that I'm 500. Like I, my record for fantasy is 500 in this league. It was fantastic. Guys, what do you want? Like three or four straight? I imagine five. There you go. Five you straight. Were, you were, you I, stuck. My phone died. I had an auto draft in our. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I text him, Maddie. I'm like, my phone comes back on. I'm like, how are we looking? Do I even want to look? He's this like, this guy does a fantasy baseball podcast and he goes on auto draft. 
Way to rep the brand, Kev. Big take, big take. But hey, but wait, that shows something that I can go from auto draft to be really. I should be a game over five hundred. I got screwed. I have a tie. Which oh, is boom. BS. Yeah, but yeah. yeah. So hot take, hot take. There should be a ten man college guy fantasy baseball league where everybody auto drafts, and then yes. we, we we see who can build the best team. That'd be awesome. That's, that's actually like a like a That'd pretty fun, fun idea. But again, we're not talking about twenty twenty two guys. All right, let's go. I nah. wish I was Tony Corrielli right now. Tony Reality right now. I can mute your mics. Do do. Because I got to talk about my takeaway from last week. You're in control of the Zoom. You can do that. Can I? I'm not yeah. really versed. I think so. I'm like an old man here. Either way, silence. Peace signs up. Quiet down. I'm going to talk about my takeaway from the past week. It's going to be very, very quick. And then we'll move on. And then I'll let you guys talk once again. My biggest takeaway is if your league's trade deadline and many, Leagues trade deadlines are quickly approaching. Make sure you're active now because you may regret it later. We're seeing it actually in real life baseball. Some teams are regretting maybe not being as active as they they could have been. Uh, and, and you just don't want to be that guy. You know, fantasy is so – it's a proxy of another sport, right? So you're not really in control of the wins and losses as much as you'd like to be. But if you go ahead and acquire some talent, make some big moves at your deadline, you can really set yourself up with, you know, to, to rack up some wins and you want to at least do what you can to influence your record. So if your deadline's approaching, be active, don't sit back and just hope because, you know, if you lose, you know, by a particular category or a certain amount of points, and it's because you were as active as you wanted to be, you're really going to hate yourself so don't hate yourself be active now and don't regret it later all right boys are we ready to get into the fantasy baseball market watch section yes all right so just like we do every single week we got five names that we are going to bring to you guys listening right now and we're going to start on the east coast we are going to start with a starting pitcher from the new york yankees mr jameson tyone rostered in about 85 percent of fantasy baseball leagues he's been on a phenomenal stretch since july 1st he has an era of one i think let me just check the one here is 1.25 great stuff here but I don't, I'm not buying what I'm seeing. He's got an XFIP of 470 in that stretch. And if you break it down by starts, two of the seven starts since July 1st, he has a Sierra over under, under four and a half, just twice, which I, I just feel like he's me. It's a little bit of smoke and mirrors. His stuff isn't necessarily playing above average. He's really got only one strong above average pitch. That's his four seamer. And it's coming in harder than it has in years past, but I just don't believe what I'm seeing here from Jameson Tyone. I'm looking to sell. If you roster him, and like I said, most leagues are rostering this guy, go ahead and try to sell now. Get somebody who has a little bit better statistics under the hood because you don't want to support that nearly 50% fly ball rate at Yankee Stadium over the long call. So, guys, Chris, what are you doing with Jameson Tyone? Well, this is a big take. As a guy who drafted Jameson Tyone, dropped him, watched him go through a couple teams, and then picked him back up, I'm going to hold on to him, I think. I think also from me and my standpoint, I'm down a couple starter pitchers as well. And I think just by the way that the Yankees have been playing as of late, 
He's been one of their more consistent starting pitchers. I understand all of the advanced analytics and stuff like that, but, you know, my eyes see, see differently. And I think that with Ty and, you know, if you're looking at what his next start is, I believe it is – I believe it is – It's uh, Sunday. Sunday against the White Sox. Which is a, 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 big, a big start for them. Because if you look at if you look at who he's starting in since July first, the only really good team that he's faced has been Houston, and you can make the case for Seattle and the, and the Sox. The Sox, he's pitched all right, all right in, but again, the last three my, at Miami, Baltimore, and Kansas City, this is the tell sign for him. If he has a good start against the White Sox, which are probably one of the better teams in uh, baseball right now, I think you have to consider keeping him long term. Definitely. Sunday is a big indicator. If he can go ahead and shut down the White Sox, because he's, he's coming off a 10K performance, so he is looking to improve upon what he's uh, kind of done over the last uh, month and a half or so. Kevin, what are you doing, Mr. Jameson Tyone? Yeah, I, I have him. Like, I have him on my, my team, um, and I like him, and in in similar to what um, Chris said, Sunday's start is going to be huge. It's at Chicago, so – we're outside of New York. If it was in New York, I'd be a little more worried. But he's going to Chicago. He's he's pitching there, which I like a lot better than being in that Little League park um, that they have in, in the Bronx. Um, I like him. I have him as an ad. And if, if you have him already, I'd hold on to him and really kind of see how Sunday turns out for him. If he goes out and dominates, maybe you sell high for him. You know, maybe that's really when you can kind of go that next tier above him, get someone kind of right above him, but um, a little bit more consistent. So I like him. I think he's doing doing his job. He's getting near, you know, five to seven strikeouts a game. And then obviously he'll have the 10 strikeout performance like he just had two starts ago against Baltimore. But um, I have faith in him against Chicago. I think he'll he'll throw the ball well, and I think he'll – a guy that you're glad you hang hung, hung on to. Words, words, man. Words are just not my thing. <laughs> Nobody's okay. thing, man. Don't you worry. Don't it's you worry okay. about it. It's late. We're recording past midnight. Latest we've ever recorded. High Heat Fantasy Baseball, but it's okay. But I think our consensus here, I would say, is we're all a little bit skeptical, but, you know, we have varying different, you know, different opinions of, of confidence uh, and exactly when we may try to sell. But if you roster him now, hold him through Sunday like Kevin and Chris said, and then maybe if he pitches well, that's kind of when you look to jump into a different, uh, you know, stratosphere in terms of starting pitching. Let's move on to the next guy on the list. This is a perennial stud who actually just returned from a major injury recently. We're talking about outfielder from the Chicago White Sox, Eloy Jimenez. Kevin, what are you doing with Eloy? I hate Eloy. I hate him. No, no, no. He's a good player. I hate him because I had the lead in one of my fantasy matchups. And this dude just decides it's a great idea to just have a casual three for four day with two home runs, five RBIs. And now I have a tie. I should have another win win under my belt. But this guy single-handedly carried my opponent to a tie. So, um Feelings aside, you know, I, I really like the dude. I told you guys way back when, when people were like, do we hold on to him? Do we dump him? Hold on to him. He's a stud. He's going to kind of 
have benefit from the White Sox really not having to put a lot of pressure on them and keep easing them back into playing every day. Um, but, you know, he's he's good to go. He's back healthy, and he is smoking the ball all over the place. So if you have him, keep hanging on to him. If you have an opportunity to go and get him, go get him for sure. Absolutely. And I think the listeners there, they're like, man, if Kevin really hates this guy, but is willing to add him or hold on to him, that must mean he is dynamite. In I'm, a bitter, I'm a bitter person right now. I'm, I'm, it's okay. They, I'm that happens salty. In fantasy I had another sports, win streak. We get bitter. I needed to go on a tear in one of my other leagues. And same thing, had a five-game win streak in that league as well. And this dude just goes off and – they, I get a tie because of him. He's playing <laughs> at 10 o'clock at night. And I'm like, you gotta be. Oh, I was, I was pissed. <laughs> Fair enough. Chris, Eloy Jimenez, how are you handling him? Oh, I'm fucking holding on to him. Yeah. I, especially with the way that the White Sox are looking. I mean, they're just, they're just dangerous. And he, he's just been a, a marksman at the plate. Like I just feel like every time I look, he's hitting, he's hitting bombs. And since he's come back, he's been he's been a big part of that lineup, and I think he'll consistently be a part of that lineup if he's fully healthy. So even if they're you know twenty games up in mid September, there's going to be times where he's going to be playing. So I'm I'm holding on to him. No question. I'm actually I'm I'm right there with you guys. I'm looking to acquire him through trade if possible. I'm looking to add him in the crazy ten percent of leagues that don't roster him. Uh, and then if I roster him, I'm holding. You know, WRC plus of one seventy five since he's come back, an OPS of ten thirty four. You know, he's been an absolute stud. Four home runs in a two game stretch, uh, Sunday to Monday. Of those four home runs, three were hit extremely hard, 106.7, 105.9, and 109.8 miles per hour. He smashes the baseball. He's good, and he looks healthy and ready to rock. And that lineup is elite. So he's going to rack up the surface stats. So absolutely buy if you can. Hold if you already roster. Moving on to someone who's far less rostered. Actually rostered about 2% of ESPN leagues and 2% of Yahoo leagues. Talk about starting pitcher from the Miami Marlins. Braxton Garrett. Chris, how you handling him? Not. Um watching I'm not <laughs> selling i'm just I'm, I'm, stay away like not for nothing i've just i've looked at his numbers and you know there's a reason why he's on the roster two percent at least they haven't been spectacular he had one good start against the padres uh on my birthday shout out july 24th but other than that like he started um tuesday against the padres and got lit up so there's plenty of factors in, to take within and I don't know. I just think that there's so many better options on the free agent uh, list right now than Braxton Garrett. Yeah, I agree with you. You know, that that outing against the Padres in San Diego really ruffled the feathers. You know, it kind of beat him up a little bit. But the two starts prior, you know, 12 innings pitched. He had a 12 uh, K per nine. 
a 22.4% K minus walk rate. So he was really dominant, but you know, a hundred percent left on base uh, rate is unrealistic and an XFIB of 378 shows. He was getting a tad lucky in those two starts. Maybe he settled somewhere in between, you know, his two San Diego starts, right? He was spectacular against him the first time at home, 10 Ks then got roughed up in San Diego. So maybe he's somewhere in the middle. Uh, I do think that this recent outing allows you to put him on your watch list. You don't have to react right now. So if you're unsure, go ahead and just put him on your watch list and maybe watch his next outing. Uh, so that's kind of where I'm at here. You know, looking at his, his offerings, nothing really sticks out in terms of plus pitches. Uh, so I don't know if he can really go on a run. You know, that 10K performance might have been a mirage. That's why I got him on the watch list. I'm not opposed to adding him down the line, but I'm not really eager to do so at the moment. Kevin, Braxton Garrett, what are you doing? Yeah, I mean, I think this is this. You guys have kind of summed it all up. Really, before we even got the show notes or whatever, I was kind of like, "Who? You know, who's this guy?" And um, have him on a watch, and you know that ten strikeout performance is impressive against, especially against the San Diego lineup that is unbelievable. Um, yeah, that. You know, like Chris said, you can get guys in the free agent market a lot higher that have more higher ceilings, better talent, better stuff. Um, But, you know, maybe you're coming into a Sunday matchup and you need a last minute, you know, shot in the dark and he has a good matchup and you roll the dice. But other than that, there's no real rush to roster this guy by any means. I agree. I think we're on the same page here when it comes to Braxton Garrett. So let's move on to super utility player. He plays second. He plays third. He plays the outfield. Recently traded to the West Coast. Uh, talking about Josh Harrison for the Oakland Athletics. He just got hit on the hand, so he's day-to-day. X-rays came back ne- negative, so he, it's re- I think it's pretty realistic he returns this c- upcoming weekend. But he's rostered in about 55% of ESPN leagues, only 29% of uh, Yahoo leagues. Chris, how you handling Mr. Utility, Josh Harrison? Well, like, um, you know, the big guy right here, Kev. Kev had him in in April in our league. Kev picked him up in April, and I think that was a great pickup. I think now it, it looks even better because now it looks like he's going to be playing every day for Oakland, as he wasn't already. Um, I, I think that there's potential we can start seeing him be their center fielder for the rest of the season because of uh, Ramon Lariano getting caught with the the the, P, the performance enhancing guys, you know, Peds. He's so, a ped guy. <laughs> so I, I'm I'm buying into him. If he's available in your league, you better be taking him. And listen, not for nothing, 18 man league that we're in, and he is he's he is on a team. Trust me, he's he's worth worth the buy. All right. Chris talked about it. You roster him, Kevin. How you handling him? Yeah, I mean, if I don't understand how he's only 55% rostered and 29% rostered in ESPN and Yahoo. It, that doesn't make sense. The We talk about it constantly. The second base position is a black hole. You get outside of that top five guys, top three guys, even if you want to go that shallow. 
it's a roll of it's you're rolling the dice. Now you add in the third base and outfield eligibility. Why are you not adding this guy? Why do you not have this guy on your roster? You know, are you not getting the average? Well, he's hitting 294. Are you not getting the home runs? Well, he's got seven. He's not a home run hitter, which is respectable. That will climb to 12 by the end of the year, I think. I think he adds another handful. Um, stolen bases in there. So he's got seven. Really, I don't see why people don't have him. Um, he He's consistently consistent. He'll give you a solid, solid between three and ten points every time out on um, a points league. And I played against him in a categories league, and it's just like this dude's just tearing me apart because every day he's – one for one for three, two for four, one for wh- whatever it is. He's going to hit every single game out. It seems like so. I love him. I'm I'm glad I picked him up in April. Um, really took a shot in the dark. I was like, this guy's always consistent. I need a second baseman. Um, so went out, got him, and then I got him and Jay Cronesworth, who are just like, oh. I'm utility guy <laughs> to the max right now. And we so, love utility guys here on High Heat. We are yeah. consistently praising the guys with multi-position eligibility and you know what we've been pretty simpatico all night when it comes to the market watch and i'm not going to defer here i like josh harrison i am definitely looking to add in points leagues especially uh you know 800 ops which is a bit surprising and you know he's got an x wobblecon of 352 which is you know other than the 60 game sample of last year is his career high guy doesn't swing and miss he's consistent at the plate bats right around 300 and he's expected to do so his x stats back up his surface stats and i think he's going to get everyday playing time in oakland chris you alluded to their neck their new uh you know issue in the outfield with little more uh, ramon loriano being out so he's he's going to get ample playing time and i like uh his bat in that lineup so i'm definitely looking to add especially in points leagues last guy on the list outfielder for the chicago cubs seemingly he's come out of Well, left field, I guess would be the appropriate term. 30-year-old outfielder journeyman, Rafael Ortega. Chris, what are you doing with this seemingly unknown guy in fantasy? Keeping an eye out. I'm definitely watching. Um, You know, the three-homer performance that he had uh, against the Nationals, which was at the beginning of the month, has been – was a good good game. But don't get me wrong. I mean, other than that, he hasn't – fantasy-wise – I mean, he hasn't gotten a hit in all but one game. So he, he's gotten a hit in every single game but one since since uh, since basically becoming the guy in, in August, hitting the three home months. So I think for me, I'm, I'm keeping an eye out for him because, you know, this Cubs team, like I said, they sold at the deadline. You know, you got guys like Patrick Wisdom who are now the face of the franchise in a sense. So, like, they need they needed help in the outfield, and this guy stepped right in. He's – He's made an impact for him. Hopefully he can keep it up. And if he's a guy, potentially you need an outfielder slot come time for the playoff run, he's going to be playing every day because the Cubs are not looking to sniff anywhere near the playoffs this year. Absolutely not. They are, they're, like you said, clear sellers. And that means he's going to have plenty of playing time. I'm looking to add now because I think it's a hot streak more than it is some sort of, you know, breakout 
attempt from Ortega. So I want to ride this hot streak. Rovers last 25 games batting 410. He's got 10 extra base hits. He's got a, a BABIP of 520, which is completely unsustainable, which is why I want to get in now and not wait until he cools off because you want to rack up some of these, uh, you know, these these statistics now. You know, the 1.113 OPS is phenomenal. And the WR, WRC plus of 196 over a 25-game stretch is, you know, it's it's definitely substantial. It's, it's a good thing to witness uh, for Rafael Ortega. And I actually just rostered him, I believe, in the Couch Guy Sports League. So I'm riding that hot wave. So I'm putting my mouth or my mouth where my money is. Kevin, Rafael Ortega, what are you doing with him? Yeah, if you're... You had the opportunity to add this guy, 100% go and do it. Um, you know, like you just said, he was picked up in both my leagues already with with you jumping on him early. I think you got him earlier this week. Um, so, I had him on my market watch. Shout out market watch. Tune in on Twitter every single day. All right. All right, Maddie. Re- relax. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this, this guy, I think you're right, Matt. Um, he's... He's on a hot streak right now, and Chris kind of hit it, hit it too of just he's got a hit in every single game um, except for maybe one, which is which is huge. It's consistent. It shows, um, you know, yeah, there may be a little luck there, but sometimes it's, it's better to be lucky, you know. So um, I'm 100% adding this guy if you can, and it seems 39% roster in the ESPN, so – he seems to be available in a lot of leagues, and um, I'll definitely go take a shot on him for sure. All right. All right. That's going to wrap up the FBB Market Watch section. Before we move on to our last segment of the night, I got a little bit of an announcement to make, ladies and gentlemen listening. High Heat Faithful. For the month of August, High Heat is going to run another giveaway. We just gave away a beautiful Wander Franco card. Well, guess what? We're not just giving away an individual card this time, but a complete blaster box. That's right. We're going to give away a Tops Stadium Club Blaster Box. To enter, all you have to do is prove that you've listened to three episodes last month it was a send us a proof that uh you follow the show well this month you gotta step it up a little bit more cards involved more effort involved you gotta show that you've listened to three episodes so just send a picture to the high heat twitter handle showing that you've listened to at least three shows and use the hashtag hh blaster and we will put you in that contest this contest is gonna run through Labor Day, and we will announce a winner on that week's show. So make sure you enter to win the Tops Stadium Club Blaster Box unopened. Could you get a 6 Sanchez auto? Maybe. A Nolan Ryan auto? Maybe. Going to have to enter to find out. Boys, are you ready to jump in to our new segment? Yes, sir. All right, so like I said at the top of the show, Chris is spearheading the phenomenal fantasy football content coming your way this season. So we're going to do a little NFL MLB mashup to celebrate Chris coming on the show. So what we got is a player from the NFL. We're going to throw it out there, kind of what it means, and then we're all going to give our analysis on the player in the MLB that best 
compare. So let's just jump right in. So, fellas, we got first on the list, who is MLB's Patrick Mahomes? Basically, we're looking for the most popular and most talented combination in fantasy baseball. Chris, you are our guest. Why don't you kick us off? I got... I got one guy that's a definite, another guy that we can just have a conversation upon. Uh, so for my first guy, definitely most popular, most talented combination in all fancy baseball. See him get drafted number one every year, Mike Trout. Okay. Mike Trout. Okay. He's very popular within, uh, within the league. Obviously, you know, only making the playoffs one time. doesn't look good. But fantasy-wise, he's always very good. He's an LMVP finals every year that he's fully healthy this year has, has been one of those years where we could finally see somebody that's not in Mike Trout win an MVP for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's right there is, is a perfect tell sign. And another one that we can just have the conversation on just by popular and talented, the way that he pitches. And if he could stay healthy as well, he'd be, he'd be probably the uh, elite pitcher in the league. Uh, just check up the ground. DeGrom, absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 And that's a great. DeGrom was fully healthy this year. There's no doubt in my mind that he runs away with the NL MVP. He was breaking records in terms of just K's per outing, his dominance, his the lack of ERA to get a sub one ERA for most of the season. Yeah, you're right. He was an absolute stud. And, you know, pitches in a big market. So he is a face of a big franchise. So, yeah, he does fit that mold too. So I think you got two good answers there. Kevin. Who is your Patrick Mahomes in the MLB? Yeah, I kind of thought um, – I really kind of thought Chris was going to go a different direction. Um, I got two guys that I just want to mention as well. Tatis has got to be in in the conversation. Um, you know, the, the guy just – he's electric. You know, he's fun to watch. He's – if he can stay on the field, um, he's awesome. You know, he's, I wish – I wish he was on the East Coast so I could watch him a little bit more. But um, Tatis has got to be in there. But really just hit me, and I can't believe it took me this long to finally have this guy pop in my head, Shohei Otani. I mean, I, I feel like Shohei has really grabbed the baseball world by storm this year. Obviously, last year he was recovering from Tommy John, so he could only hit. Year before that, he was just breaking into the league. Everyone was all hyped about him, but this really, this year, really does feel like his coming out party. Um, I, I, I love the guy. I have him on my fantasy team. It's it's consistent on the mound, dominating at the plate. He had another home run tonight, so um, it just seems every night he's doing something that's kind of like wow. Just when he thought he kind of seen it all from him, he does something else, and um, that that compares to Patrick Mahomes. I think as as much as I hate to say as a Patriots fan, but um, <laughs> Mahomes is fun to watch for sure. No, Otani's a good one, you know, because he's doing things on the diamond that are just simply haven't been done for a hundred years, and we watch Patrick Mahomes routinely do things on the on the gridiron that's just like, uh, a what? What did he just do? So in that in that regard, they're very similar. You know, Otani's got a, almost a, 
almost a quarter of the time he barrels the baseball up, which is absolutely ridiculous. And on top, he's gonna he's in the 93rd percentile for sprint speed, so he's an athletic freak who's just dominating this year. And he's on his way to 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 finish one or two in the AL MVP as long as he keeps it up. So I think that's definitely one. He's got to win that. I, I imagine I he's in the driver's seat now. I know Chris is so shaking his head because he's I, a Vladdy G kid, which is fair. But, but dude, Vladdy G, you see, I'll, I'll you say, see that cake. This is what, what really drives me nuts because if Vlad, sure he's got Vlad G's going to win it. Yeah, Vlad G's going to win it, and he's going to win it because his team's in contention. No. Yes. They'll, they'll give it to him because he's pitches. As long as he continues to pitch, it's he's breaking no, no, records no, left no, and no. right. I'm saying, I'm saying Vladimir Guerrero wins it because Toronto is in contention. However mm-hmm. the year finishes out. I don't think if the year finishes out and they drop off, it could go to Shohei because Shohei's in the driver's seat. This guy's doing things that we've literally never seen. Like, don't get me wrong. Obviously, you know, like I want to see more out of Shohei. I want it to just be more than a one-year wonder. But Vladdy, man, I mean, three fourteen. He's got thirty-five and eighty-eight, one hundred twenty-eight hits. Like, those are those are some good numbers. And like, if you look at numbers, if you look at Otani though, like his. Everybody was talking about his pitching. I don't think his pitching has been all that great. It's been it's a lot consistent. better. It's, it's consistent. just consistent. That's agreed. It's, it's not con- like it's consistent, but like it's right. not. Yeah. They're not like these astronomical numbers. You know what I mean? They're pretty no, I would like good. To see, I they're pretty good. Look, but my gonna, my thing. I'm looking at them now. So his hitting is hitting 266, which is already way less than what Vladdy is hitting. 38. Yep, 38 oh, bombs now. And 84 RBIs. Uh, the thing that helps him is his slugging. He's hitting 650 slugging percent. Yeah, and that 293 RBI. But, you know, we're not, we're not going to die. You know, Otani is just, he's, yeah. I don't know. He's a unicorn here. And Vladdy G, in most seasons, you're looking at a runaway candidate. But in a year in which you're just getting a spectacle that is just not, it just hasn't been done. Since Babe Ruth, and even that, it's it's not on the on the level that he's doing it. You know, Babe Ruth kind of pitched and then hit. He didn't really do it all in one season uh, like Otani's doing right now. So, you know, it's definitely up for grabs. You know, and, and Vladdy G is a stud. I'm a huge Vladdy G believer. Uh, I, I I mentioned it on a previous episode. My biggest regret in terms of the 2020. Oh, I mean, 2021 fantasy baseball season is I was not more aggressive getting Vladdy G shares. Um, I went Olsen, which has been okay, but not Vladdy G. Vladdy G is a stud. So I just, sure. I just think last take on this and you can use and move on. I just think me and you know my track record, especially with fantasy baseball, I am just in the driver's seat when it comes to having MVP players on my team. I had Joey Votto, had Justin Verlander. Had the finalists when Javi Baez and Matt Carpenter were finalists and that. Like, I'm just usually spot on with stuff like this. And I'm telling you, this guy is, is going to win it. And I don't He's not going to win it. I don't think it's for the reasons that Kevin say. I just think his hitting stats are much better than Joe has. Obviously, he has better home run numbers. But, again, but Vladdy, MVP always lies with some of that bro science. And yeah, Shohei has that Vladdy, in Vladdy's hitting 314. His slugging's like point. It's like point right, but he doesn't have a point. He doesn't have a two nine three ERA. He like what Shohei's doing is insane. I get it. Don't get me wrong. Uh, to make the comparison, that's why Russell Westbrook won his MVP because he's averaging triple double. No one ever did it. 
Exactly. So like I get I get that comparison, but I just don't, I don't know, man. Platitudes. And I was like, you got a little bit of bias because he's on your team. A little bit, a little bit, a little bit, a <laughs> little bit, a little bit. But like, show, don't get me wrong. Kenny, so what like, the hell was that accent? <laughs> I couldn't repeat it, to be honest. I don't even know. <laughs> couldn't do it. Couldn't do it again. Yeah. But no, nah, I mean, it. I'm just, I'm just, I'm a realist and stuff like that. Like, yeah, there's a little bit of bias here, but at the same time, I'm looking at what my eyeballs see and. Overall, he's important. Shelly's important to the team right now, but if Mike Trout was playing, people wouldn't be talking about Shelly at the time. They would absolutely be talking about him if he was doing what he's doing now. Their team might be a little bit better if they had Trout. But, I mean, do you think – let me ask you this in a different way. Do you think in a couple years we could be looking at Vladdy G as the Patrick Mahomes in fantasy baseball? Absolutely. Yeah. Listen – if he just if he's anything like his dad, absolutely. Yeah, right, right. right. I think hopefully he wins a ring. You're not gonna like this answer. I'm. I don't think so, because of the position he plays. Well, I him, also think that Patrick Mahomes gets a little bit of slack because in, in a lot of scoring formats, you know, in fantasy football, well, so I, I think quarterback gets downgraded. Yeah, I also think he's, I don't know though because Mahomes does so much more from that position. You know, what I mean, like he he'll run the ball and then he'll just uncork a 65 yard throw. So if you're right. going in that aspect, I can agree with that 100. percent But I think fantasy baseball wise, more important thing is hitting, and I think Vladdy Guerrero is yeah. going to be a very good hitting guy. So and also I think him playing first base is a lot better for him because he doesn't a have to rely on doing much besides just going to the bag and having the occasional stretch from time to time. Because, and he, doesn't have to, he doesn't have to overwork that wagon. Yeah, you see seriously. the catch he made against us? He dove. Oh, my God. He, I, I was listening to the broadcast of that game, and they hit it on. Him slimming some LBs was the best thing that ever oh, happened yeah, to him. No doubt. He's no doubt. much more he, – he moves. Like, you look at him, you're like, oh, he's a big boy. No, no, no. When he, gets, he when he gets when he gets everything going in the right direction, watch out! That guy flies. He has sneaky speed. He's definitely an athlete, no question about it. But he, you know, he's also not as hunky as uh, Shohei Otani. But we're moving on. <laughs> I don't know. I take what. <laughs> yeah, right, bro. Yeah, right. We're not talking about that now. Let's move. Let's, let's, let's let me just cap us off in the first category. I got. Like you mentioned, Kevin, I got Fernando Tatis as the Patrick Mahomes in fantasy baseball. 31 home runs, 23 uh, 23 stolen bags. He does it all. He's super exciting, makes crazy plays on the base paths. Basically revolutionized the home run trot. You know, the, the Euro step at third base is now a thing, which I'm a fan of. Super cool. Will be doing it if I play soap pitch softball or wiffle ball. So I'm in for it. And he's, you know, on the cover of MLB The Show. He is the face of the baseball world. Those blonde dreads are synonymous now with the baseball stud that is Fernando Tatis and MLB as a whole. So that's why I got him there. Moving on to the next name here. We're, we're New England guys, so everyone here is going to be more than familiar with this guy. We're talking about the Tom Brady of Fantasy Baseball. So basically, who has been consistently putting in work for a long time in Fantasy Baseball? Doesn't have to be the GOAT, doesn't have to be the greatest at their position or greatest of all time, but just somebody who's been consistent for a very, very long time. Kevin, kick us off. Who is your Tom Brady in Fantasy Baseball? 
Yeah, another guy that kind of just might he might go down as the greatest player at this position of his time. Yadier Molina. The guy is he's very consistent with what he's doing and the position he plays, you see a lot of the times they get moved out. Him being catching still, and he's still back there every day pretty much doing what he's got to do. He's, yeah, his average isn't great, but it's 250, 28 runs scored, eight, eight home runs, 45 RBIs, three stolen bases. This guy, I would generally, if you told me Yadi Melina was 75 years old, I'd believe you. I swear to God, this guy's been in the league for a hundred years. So Yadier's to me is the Tom Brady. He's defying the odds, especially at that position. Catching just beats up on your knees. So um, really, I don't think you can go anywhere else. It, it's got to be Yadi for me. And um, he's consistently putting in work, consistently be one of the best backstops in the game of baseball. So um you know, Yadi and Molina, I wish I could watch you play in a Red Sox uniform, but. <laughs> Topic for a different day. But no, I like the Yadi call here. You know, he's kind of an unsung hero over the last few years. He still finishes top 10 in terms of catching because the guy just his counting stats and his surface stats, the dude just racks him up. He plays every day and he puts the bat in the ball and he, you know, he does well in that Cardinals lineup. And if you drafted Yadi and Merlina every single year over the past 10, you are not upset with your catcher performance. So that's, you know, a great call, in my opinion, Kevin. So kudos to you for bringing it up. Chris, who is your Tom Brady? So I, I went in like a little bit of a different direction here. Um, I got two guys in mind, both fucking starting pitchers, just because they've been producing at such a high level for the past decade. Uh for me, I have one being Max Scherzer. We've seen the numbers Max Scherzer's put up, especially as a pitcher. We've had multiple years since 2012 when he's throwing up over 200, 200 Ks in a year, which is just crazy to think about. One year where he had 300 on the dot. Um, so he's he's one guy I had. And then the other guy I had um, as well, probably one of the best pitchers that I've seen in my lifetime, uh, is Clayton Kershaw. Kershaw, the last couple of years, hasn't been the healthiest, but when he's healthy, man, he is he is a different breed. 33 years old, 9-7 and seven this year, you know, 3.39 ERA, but he has a down year. But if you look at his numbers over the past couple of years, and think of it like this, he's a 14-year career. He's had four, 14 years in the league. You know how many career losses he has? How many? 83. He's only lost 83 starts in his 14-year career, which is ridiculous. That's about a a 69% win-loss ratio, which is very good. Absolutely. I mean, Kershaw is synonymous in terms of fantasy, in terms of the the upper echelon of of starting pitchers year in and year out. And actually, funny that you mentioned him, Max Scherzer is my Tom Brady in fantasy baseball because, you know, you hit hit it right there. Uh, when you brought it up, Chris, you know, he's just consistently good. You know, XFIP minus, it's only hitting 90s twice in his career and not since 2000, 
11. The guy's consistently above league average. He's got a Sierra in the mid to high twos, sometimes in the threes. He just keeps doing it year in and year out. Yeah, he does have injuries every so often, but it's not as much as others in terms of the volatility of that position and the uncertainty of the starting pitching uh, landscape in general. He's usually out there uh, for most of your fantasy season, and he's just a producer year in and year out, and that's why I have him as kind of my Tom Brady of, uh, of fantasy baseball. You know, K-9 hasn't been lower than 10 since 2011, and he switched leagues, he switched teams, and he just keeps doing it. So, Chris, I'm with you there. I got Max Scherzer as my Tom Brady in fantasy baseball. Talked about two positive comparisons. Now let's talk about a little bit of a negative one. This is the Sammy Watkins of fantasy baseball. Basically a guy with a ton of talent, has shown flashes, but seems to usually disappoint in fantasy baseball. I'll kick it off here. I got Miguel Sano. I love Sano. I'm always partial to Miguel Sano. If he goes on a hot streak, I'm always kind of, ooh, how's he doing? Should I should I look in? Should I gravitate towards him? You know, uh, over his last uh, 22 games, he's got an ISO of 253, slugging 506, pretty good. He's hit four home runs in that stretch. He go. He I just I can't necessarily quit him, but he's never ever ever been the slugger that we all thought he'd be, you know, this is a top, uh, this is a former top three prospect in all of baseball, 80 grade hit power, uh, you know, on his tag. And he's just never been that guy. So, but for that, if, you know, for better or for worse, I'm always keeping an eye on him because that ceiling, I just felt like it was so high, but you know, much like Sammy Watkins, it's not really been realized. Chris, who's your Sammy Watkins in fantasy baseball? So before I go into my Sammy Watkins, do you want to know a, a wild stat? Hell yeah, Miguel Sano. Hell yeah, Miguel Sano has been in the league for seven years. He's almost struck out a thousand times already. <laughs> Nine hundred and fifty-six at this very moment. So there's a hole in his swing, is what you're saying? Yikes. The only the only time Yikes. he finished he finished under a hundred strikeouts was the COVID year last year. That's it. Because it was 60 games. And how many, yep, did he, uh, how many did he have? 90. <laughs> oh, what other, the? other than that, his lowest was 2018 and 115. Other Jeez than that, it's Louise. been... It's, yeah, he, dude, he was an all-star in 2017 and 173 strikeouts. My Lanta. Yeah. So, my Sammy Watkins. Um, former prospect within the Red Sox farm system. Uh, Jan Mankata. There was some hype around Jan That's Mankata. a good one. There was some hype around Yamankata when he was in the minors. And, you know, now six years in the league, he's another one of those guys where, you know, just hasn't seemed to put it together. Like, back in 2018, he struggled 217 times, which is way too much. And then the last couple of years, I mean, besides 2019, you know, 25 and 79, he's been kind of meh. I've, I've expected a lot more out of, out of Yon, and I really haven't seen it from him. And from a guy who's playing every day for – one of the better teams in the league, you would think he'd be a little bit better. And unfortunately he hasn't. So that's my Sammy Watkins. That's a good one. That's definitely a good one. He had that, you know, break a real good year, a couple of years back, but still never really realized that 
full potential that you mentioned. And when he was traded for Chris Sale, it was like, oh, my God, they traded this kid for Chris Sale. I mean, the Red Sox blew past their international spending to get this kid. He was kind of Jason Dominguez before Jason Dominguez. I agree. He has never really been that uber stud that we all thought he'd be. Kevitz, who's your Sammy Watkins in fantasy baseball? All right. So I got two, and, and one's not really – might be a, one might be a little controversial, but Jacob Degrom, all right. Like I, I kind of feel like gets on regular season, dominates. Once it comes playoff time, if the Mets were even good enough to really be there, something comes up. He's a silent again with the forearm tightness. Just kind of, you know, I, I don't know something about it. It's like I feel like he's always hurt, and I don't. I know it's not flashes of him dominating. He's consistently dominating. So that's a little controversial one. What about a guy that plays out on the West Coast? Maddie, you have a guy that's teammates of his. Guy that goes by the name of Matt Chapman. I feel like he's huge. Last year, the A's made a push. He gets hurt at the end of the year. He signed again this year. He's only broken the league in, two, in 2017, actually. I thought it was earlier than that. Um, but I feel like this guy's always hurt at the wrong time, and I would love to see him really take center stage in a deep playoff run, but he's never healthy. So I think Matt Chapman's a guy that a lot of people just kind of overlook because he is out on that West Coast. They really haven't been a deep playoff team yet, so – my guy, I think, has got to be Matt Chapman. Kevin, I think that's a great I guy to I pick up. That yeah, yeah. I, I agree. I think, you know, people thought he was going to be the American League Nolan Arenado. And, of course, he's been dynamite in the field. He's made tremendous web gems. But he's never really taken that big leap in terms of offensive production. Batting only 215 this year. Only slugging 366. OPS of 670. Not going to cut it. We were talking about a guy of the hype of a Matt Chapman strikes out over 30% of the time, which he's done over the past two years. You're not going to be Nolan Arenado doing that. I'll tell you that. So that's a good uh, name to pick up. If you want to go into advanced analytics, he went from having uh, close to eight wins above replacement to barely scratching the two surface. Wow. That's a big, good, good stat there, Chris. Yeah, for sure. And so that means he's another- just not doing it. He's another strikeout guy. He's on year five, and he's already close to the 600 career strikeout total. Right. Yeah, striking out about Sounds 32% of the time this year. Not what Sounds you good. want out of a, a, a an early-round draft pick like Matt Chapman. Good he was a, call there, Kevin. He was a first-rounder, right? Um, Not this year, but um, – Well, I meant like like a, like in his draft class, he was a first-round draft pick. Oh, yeah, yeah I, I believe so. Yeah, I feel like he was. Sure. I he definitely comes with pedigree, so I think you're right. I would imagine that he comes with a whole bunch. Yeah, first round, 25th overall pick in 2014. I'm surprised he hasn't been shipped out yet. I, I'm surprised Oakland hasn't shipped a lot of guys. Well, he yet. is very good defensively, and like uh, you know, in terms of their clubhouse and their their environment, like he's big there. So I, you know. right? No, I just feel like every time Oakland has a legit stud. See you later. Yeah. yeah, So that's kind of that. Not not wrong. You know, I I feel like they only hang on to the schmucks of the world. 
So um, they are the island of misfit toys in baseball, yeah. no doubt about it. All right, so we got one more football player that we are going to throw out here to celebrate Chris Jones being on our show, episode 24 of High Heat Fantasy Baseball. Thank you guys for tuning in. Last guy on the list, Christian McCaffrey. This guy is a high-end draft pick that you need to produce to make your team build work. I'll get it started here. The name I got is Jacob DeGrom because when he's rolling – you could put together a pocket ace strategy that is dynamite if you just want to go one high end ace and draft a bunch of hitters. This guy is just so important to your team. This season, you know, like we said earlier in the show, record setting season, K per nine of 14.28. This guy's a starter, folks. He's not a reliever. This is a number fit for a reliever, not a starter. And he was absolutely dynamite 44% ground ball rate, fastball velocity, 99 Point one. His X stats, of course, they don't completely back up his actual surface stats, but that's because he had a 1.08 ERA and a 1.24 FIP. His XERA 1.54 and his X FIP of 1.62 suggests he is every bit of, a, of an elite, elite pitcher as his surface stats suggest. So if you're drafting him, you know, you got to take him early, early, maybe even top three, five pick. You need him produce. You need him to be the guy anchoring your rotation, much like you need CMC to be your stud back. So, Chris, who's your CMC in fantasy baseball? Again, I got love the two guys here. I think the first one, uh, <clears throat> kind of like CMC, was having a great year. Uh, injuries got in his way, but Ron Lacuna. Ron Lacuna is a guy you take in the top five, and you expect him to be a big part of your, your lineup. Right now, he's at, he's in the prime of his career. Right now, he's hurt, unfortunately. You know, God willing for him to get back on track. But he was he was getting ready for some big numbers this year. In 82 games, he had 24 homers, 52 RBIs, hitting about 280, which is solid for him. Um, I had him as my MVP candidate at the beginning of the year. I still think when he comes back, he's going to win an MVP. I think he's just too talented not to. And another name I have in mind, former uh, former Red Sox, Mookie Betts. Especially, mm. the only thing with with him is for the Dodgers, he has he hasn't really been that guy for them. So like his WAR is is very much so down than when it was uh, his last year in Boston. Obviously, he finished second in the MVP voting last year. So you're looking at him and you expect him to produce at a high level. And so far this season, in 87 games, you know, only getting 93 hits from him. It's not a not a good look for a former MVP. Good one to bring up there because. You know, you took Mookie Betts early in your drafts. You need him to kind of pan out. And if he doesn't, now you're kind of reeling looking for, you know, other players to step up in his absence. Uh, But, you know, back to Ronald Acuna, what a stud he is. He's every bit of that kind of CMC stud in fantasy baseball. Even his expected stats are better than his surface stats in terms of uh, batting average slugging and WOBA, which is just absolutely absurd because his surface steps were so good so two good names chris i'm glad you brought them up one good one bad actually they're both kind of bad because acuna's hurt but that's not really anything he can you know fix it's just it happens injuries happen in fantasy it is what it is kevin euro cmc in fantasy baseball go it's gotta be mike trout man it's gotta be mike trout and i did i took the bro science approach to this 
Um, you are a resident PhD bro science guy, so why wouldn't you? <laughs> you know, I, I just feel like Mike Trout is, when healthy, the best player in in baseball, right? Like he, the, what that guy is able to do both offensively and defensively is unbelievable. What Christian McCaffrey can do when he has the ball in his hands, when healthy, is unbelievable. Unfortunately, both guys have only played in what one playoff game. You know, I I, yep. I don't know. I think Trout's only been in one playoff game. So really, that's kind of why I think these two go hand in hand. The the talent that they have, they have the potential to be the best player in the their respective leagues. Um, what they provide fantasy wise is off the charts. Obviously, Mike Trout, whatever you want home runs, average, steals, RBIs, he'll he'll give you. Christian McCaffrey, whatever you want, he'll give you. PPR league, um, no matter what leagues you're in, both of these guys are going to be studs for your team when healthy. They're just in a tough spot where they have to carry their respective teams, for lack of a better word. you know. Um, so I think Mike Trout's got to be the closest comparison to – CMC. Absolutely. No, it's a great comp to bring up now. That's going to wrap up tonight's show. We are so happy, Chris, that you came on. Um, we're so excited to see what you do and how you lead the fantasy football content this season. I think it's going to be tremendous. And I think, you know, here at Couch Guy Sports, we're going to do basically baller ass shit all season. Uh, before we wrap up, Got one little bit of business to maintain, and that's something I talked about just maybe a few minutes ago, our giveaway. Again, we're going to be giving away the Tops Stadium Club Blaster Box. up. Uh, you have until uh, Labor Day to enter, so go ahead and do so and use that hashtag HHBlaster. Chris, any last thoughts for the people before we say goodnight? No, I mean... Again, thanks for having me on an episode of this magnitude, 24, like you 24, said. 24, baby, big. Griffey. Great. The Griffey, Griffey. app. Think Griffey. Think uh, Willie Mays. Think. Some well, big dogs. I'll, I'll throw Manny Ramirez's name in there. I don't Hell yeah, get. baby. Uh, but no, I appreciate, I appreciate the invite, guys. And, you know, just <clears throat> it, doesn't, um, it doesn't go without showing even – when we're not recording the conversations that we have, like before tonight, we had an hour of conversation just about life. And it was just, it was just great. Yeah. It was just great to shoot the shit with you guys. Like you guys are two cool dudes. And I look any anytime you guys bring me back, I always look forward. To Hell yeah. Chris, we love having you on. You're awesome. And, and you're a huge member of the couch guys sports family, which, you know, we just have tremendous respect for you and what you do. Uh, for the brand and for everything else. So thank you for everything that you do at CGS. And again, we'll have you on once again. This is your second appearance. It will not be your last. I can tell you that. Now, Chris, tell the fine folks listening where they can find you on socials and where they can find your stuff. So you can find me on my personal at C Jones, who W H O 1212. You can catch all the podcasts. Uh, Chase is at the Chase is 617. Uh, yellow card podcast at podcast card and suplex biddies at suplex biddies any of my work you can find on couchguysports.com just like everybody else's make sure you go check that out like we say on the wrestling podcast use the internet one time go check out everybody's blogs within the network because 
Caltrash Sports is it's on the way up, and you want to be a part of it right now. And also, you know, just just Spotify, YouTube, whatever, whatever it's on, go check it out. Make sure you guys are subscribed to High Heat Fantasy Baseball as well. My man. Kevin, any last thoughts before we say good night? Yeah, no, I mean, um, fantasy-wise, get the trades in now while you can. Um, I think Matt had a good point. You know, you don't want to be stuck. Well, I have this hole, but you don't want to take the Red Sox approach and just not want to do anything because, eh, well, we'll I'll be all right with what we got. Um, go ahead if you can. You know, if the price is there and it's a good trade, go do it. Try to better your team for that, that playoff run. Also, to all our listeners, if you're a hockey fan, stay tuned. There's a hockey podcast that is going to take over this website by storm, hosted by by yours truly. Um, And there's a couple of pretty pretty big name guys that we're going to be I'll be teaming up with. Um, So keep an eye out on that. Keep an eye out on Couch Guy Sports and. that hockey podcast will be dropping very soon and we'll we're I'm excited to get that off and running. Let's go. Point me to a brick wall, boys, because I'm about to run through it. See, Matt Matt Q of hype king. <laughs> <laughs> Big time hype king. Well, you, you hear that intensity? That's let's that's all day. Oh, all day, every day, baby. So that's Chris Jones. That's Kevin Perdios. You can find Kevin on Twitter at kperdios15 you can find me on twitter at maddie kiwum and of course throw the show their twitter handle a follow as well at high heat fbb couchguysports.com is where you can get basically everything cgs related including chris's kevin's and my articles go ahead and tune in on twitter to my or the high heat fantasy baseball's twitter handle and you can see the fbb market watch each and every day make sure you follow and subscribe to the couch guy sports twitch channel fantasy football content coming every wednesday on top of the streams that we have and other shows that couch guy sports put out so make sure you subscribe also subscribe to our youtube channel that's where you can get access to videos for some of our podcasts and any other video content that cgs puts out Thank you all for listening. And if you can't take the heat, get your ass off my field because this is high heat fantasy baseball. Tune in next week. Peace.